Welcome to the Registered Investment Advisor Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their financial service firms, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the RAA podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have been the good fortune to be joined by Sean Siebold of Siebold Capital. Um, he is both the founder and CEO. He is also a CFP and CFA. Sean, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Seth. Appreciate it. Let's go back in time just a little bit. How did you get in the business in the first place? Uh, I took a left turn at the bus station. It should have gone right. <laughs> How's that for a start? Um, a very circuitous route. Uh, actually, when I got out of school, I, uh, I went to work for a printing firm. And then from there, I went to work for an advertising agency. So um, I think my only consistency in my, my, my career life has actually been uh, I've never gotten a job with a resume. So yeah. um, back then, they didn't even have you had to have a resume. But uh, but then it was uh, I wanted to get in the financial market. So I started to, started by trying to understand the financial markets and got a job on the floor of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. So I did work in the international money market for a while. And people ask me about my experience there. And I say it was uh, seven hours of boredom, 15 minutes of panic every day till 2.20. And then you were done. But it kind of gave me a real good understanding of markets, uh, open outcry versus computer, how there are limitations and, and pros and cons to both. Um, I w- I'm not a complete you know, advocate of computers. I think open outcry was more efficient, but it was a little bit more expensive. So, um, so that's gone. But from there, went to, uh, went to investment banking house, then to a big bank. And uh, then I decided it was time for me to start my own thing. Well, congrats. I'm sure the longer version of that could be in a book somewhere. Uh, <laughs> what inspired you to start Seabold Capital? Well, I, I, it was a very, very simple thing. I was, uh, I was doing pretty well as a good, good sized producer for the bank and um, upper management wanted their products sold. And they said, well, gee, why didn't you, you know, when I was working with a new client and, and uh, put some funds into, uh, into something that wasn't a bank product, I got called by a manager and said, what, what are you doing? And I said, would you buy that stuff? And he goes, that's not the point. I said, wow. I said, yeah, it's kind of the point. Um, so after that day, I knew, you know, like moving up management ranks was probably not where I was going to go. And I was inherently at that point unemployable because um, I was uh, had a little too many, you know, things I would not bend on. So it was uh, off to the races from there. Well, congratulations. And obviously, that was a long time ago. Um how did other than not wanting crappy bank products sold to your clients, how do you position Seabold Capital as different? I believe you've got some stuff. Uh, you've positioned it more like a multifamily office in terms of, hey, we're your personal CFO. Talk a little bit about that. Um, well, our positioning, we worked with a lot of business owners who have gone through liquidity events. Um, and really what we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to help our clients. I mean, what's a success for us is helping our clients get to their life of significance after transition. So it, it's that, but it's, I guess a simpler way to say it, it is defining life as not economic. It's now I'm, I'm looking after life goals. So they've done what they've done. You know, I don't need to focus on economic goals. I can delegate that to somebody who's, who's got a lot more experience and does it full time. And I can spend my time prioritizing on things that are really important to me, like 
you know, working with my kids, my grandkids, um, you know, whether it's, you know, helping out with legacy issues there, whether it's working with charitable organizations, whether it's, you know, going into politics, going into something that, that they think they can put a dent in the universe. And that's what we're really trying to help our clients do by manage their money in concert to make sure it supports this vision. How do you market that to get folks to find you? Well, our, our data and what is very consistent is uh, people find us through their professional advisors. We work very closely with a lot of networks of professional advisors that have been working with some of these clients that need a, a level up of what they're trying to accomplish from a delegation perspective, from a scope perspective. So we work very closely with, uh, with those to you know, give people an understanding of what's, what's available out there. Um, as you know, the, the, you know, the wealth management, you know, when I say wealth management industry, what is it? Um, I would say 92% go, it's all investments, but we do some of that other stuff. Well, we don't look at it that way. It's the other stuff is really important. If you, you know, I, I was once on a, on a panel with, a, you know, as a CFP and a CFA, and somebody asked me the question, what's more important? And I said, well, I don't know if you got, you know, 300 basis points of positive alpha for 25 years, and then lost half your client's estate to estate taxes, did you do a good job? So it is, you know, it's very focused on all the things that are part of building wealth for a client, not just the investments. Um, They're a critical part. And obviously you have to do that well. um, But the other stuff is also important and can be even more economically valuable to a client. Absolutely. Now you're in Lyle, Illinois, which might not be known as a hotbed of mergers and acquisition activity. How are you finding those business owners having, you know, getting near liquidity events? Um, we work with a lot of uh, associations. So working with, uh, you know, Illinois Manufacturers Association, some business brokers associations, um, getting involved in the M&A community. I mean, that's really important because, what, what M&A advisors, they're very good at what they do, but their job becomes incredibly difficult if the client really doesn't know where they're trying to go. So, you know, we've been at this for a long time. Um, and our process is if we do our job right, the conclusion of any kind of transaction like this is a Tuesday, it's boring, you sign a piece of paperwork, you move on because you've done such a good job planning it out, understanding what the needs are, you know, understanding all the tax ramifications that you could have done. Um, so it's a process that we need to be involved in two, three years in advance in order to, extreme, to extract the value that they need and not worry about it. Um, one thing in this world, when you're dealing with an entrepreneur who was run a business for 25 years, there's no do-over. <laughs> you can't go, yeah, no, I, I screwed up on that. Can we do that over? No, you can't. Um, so it's really important that you know all the things that this transaction is going to do for you, your family, and your legacy. Uh, I agree 100%. You've built an incredible team. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, well, the team's most important um, because of that the work has to get done. And here, the team is not business development. The team is understanding tax code, understanding investments, understanding, you know, how we're managing the portfolios, how we're looking at insurance. So that's what we built the team around. It's around, you know, people with getting skills in those areas so that we can bring that information and knowledge to the, to the client. So that's, again, a little bit different than, than some of the, some firms that, you know, the number one requirement for an advisor is bringing some business. 
Being in business is super important, but we think doing a great job for our clients will bring us ultimately more business than um, than running out and, and trying to get business on a day-to-day basis. We're looking at doing it just a, a fantastic job. So, you know, word of mouth and our advisors can certainly speak to what we do much better than we can. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Taking doctors aside, we have the biggest impact on clients' lives. I mean, it is, uh, you know, we talk about what they can do, what's possible for them. And to see that happen, to see a client get to a point where they can, you know, write a big check for a, for a donation or make an impact, you know, because of what they've done on a family member, on a you know, long lost family member, or even, you know, getting the business to the people within, with, you know, the workers within the company. Um, watching that stuff is really what, what's magical about it. Again, you, you know, making a dent in the universe um, is really kind of cool. And uh, there's no other, no other uh, job that, that does that, unless you're a doctor. Very, very well said. You also are quite a bit of um, a contributor. You write, you create a lot of content. You put out a lot of resources for clients and for folks to learn about you. Um, where do you go for inspiration? I'm constantly looking for, you know, people that, that are, are driven, that are driven to succeed. They want to accomplish things. You know, um, those are the people I, I, I get my passion from. It's, you know, whether it's attorneys, it's accountants and business owners. I, go, I belong to quite a few business owner groups. Um, watching them, watching an entrepreneur saying, what if, what if, what if, what can we do here? And you can say this, this can be changing for, you know, life changing for a lot of people. Those are amazing things. I, I was just at a meeting and we were talking about the, the amazing, uh, you know, advances in medical stuff that we don't hear about because doctors are terrible salesmen. And you're like, who's going to let people know that there are these amazing technologies out there? And, and, you know, in some cases it has to be us, but we're not doctors <laughs> for goodness sake. But, but to watch some of these, you know, some of these new technologies that literally have the ability to add five, 10 years to your life, that stuff is pretty cool. So, you know, you, eyes open, ears open, look around, ask questions. That's where we really get it. Well, we know your time is incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you sharing some of it with us. For our folks who are watching and listening, where is the best place for them to go learn more about you? www.seaboldcapital.com is where you can find us. And you can uh, give us a call at 630-548-9700 if you still have a landline. All right. Well, we greatly appreciate your time, Sean. Thanks again for joining us. All right. Thanks, Seth. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time.